Well, hello, Marys. Welcome to Nuance, the All Right Mary After Show, where we discuss some things that just didn't make it on to the main episode of this week. We are currently covering season 14, but we'll eventually also be covering UK versus the world. And our Nuance episodes are going to be about both. And this week we can do both. And it is worth saying Nuance is back the all right mary after show we have done for main seasons of the past we did unpopular opinions during season 13 um and in the past nuance you know lived on the main feed and then unpopular opinions and whatnot moved to patreon and so this season we're putting out one episode of nuance for everybody to get a sense of like whoa what the fuck is this and then after this week if you are a matreon you will continue to get nuance as your after show each week and if you want to get nuance as your after show this each week you just go to patreon.com slash all right mary and oh my god the butt ton of content you would get you could hear us talking about season three season eight you go back and hear us talk about Canada's Drag Race, Drag Race UK. It's it's actually pretty much the best time to become a Matreon because this is a season full of international queens and UK queens, and most of our coverage of those seasons is on Patreon. Absolutely. Yeah. There's no contestants from Spain or Italy, which are also on Patreon. Um, so uh, that I'm just putting that out there. Yeah, so it looks like uh, this is just, I don't know, there must be something with contracts or something, because in terms of the UK and the other international seasons, it's just from season one. So there's no queens from the prime era of season two of Drag Race UK, for example, um, which I, I thought, okay, that's fine. But obviously, if they were to have a UK versus the world, most of my first picks would probably come from season two. Yeah. Was I disappointed that Davina DeCampo wasn't on this list? Yes. Did I expect her to say yes? No. Right. You know, it's so funny in the Meet the Queens for all these videos, more than one of them says, well, when RuPaul calls you, you got to answer. And I was like, that isn't even slightly how this works. (laughs) Right. Like, I don't know how it works, obviously, but I do not believe that RuPaul gets on her little jitterbug and is like, Hi, Jujube, I need you back. You know, like, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know how it works, but however it works, uh, there's a certain time period that you could have been on Drag Race that you have to, like, that you're eligible to be on UK versus the world, it seems. Yeah, there must be something there or, you know, traveling and schedules and all of that. Uh, they are They only picked nine contestants. I believe there's only going to be six episodes. Yeah, it's a it's a tight little season. I mean, granted, yeah. Drag Race Italia was six episodes, and she was nothing but tight. So uh, that's right. That's she, right. Uh, oh, just worth saying. By the way, anyone who has not watched Drag Race Italia, oh my god, ugh, and Spain. I just want to give a little international love to who won't be getting much airtime this season. Yeah, right. Uh, Italy, I think, came out. At a very tumultuous time in our lives, to quote Alanis Morissette. It just came out in the middle of everything. There were two seasons, Dragula, there was lots going on. And I think people watched it and kind of gave it a bad rep rap because they didn't like something or they noticed something that was different and they didn't give it a chance. They might have given up. The editing is different. Like most first seasons, 
there's always a little bit of training wheels. If you remember, Canada's season one was wild. Uh, even Bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. U- U.S. Drag Race season one was like, what is this? And I don't know if you saw Mary had sent us. There was a video that Avangar had posted kind of as context of like, you know, she said, I, you know, I, I know that the Italia maybe hasn't been received as as widely as other international seasons and people have issues with the editing. And she's like, I just kind of want to explain. It's this amazing four minute video where she explains like how important Drag Race Italia was and that this was made for the Italian audience. This yes. was made for international audiences. And this <clears throat> That's was- clear. Yeah. And there was so much that was like, we had to break some ground here and we had to do it a certain way. And like, maybe watch it with that lens of like, what you're seeing here is not as casual and easy as you might see other countries doing drag on television and it really i mean as if drag race italia couldn't feel like an opera already and indeed Mm. it does miss a norma jean i think that context as well of like oh there's a you know there's an even bigger iceberg underneath the season than there might be on like a uk season you know yeah it's almost like there was uh like the composer wrote an intermezzo and it was avant-garde. Yes. You know? Yes. Oh, I, I mean, uh, all of that. I want to put that whole sentence on bruschetta, you know? <laughs> it's bruschetta, man. Yeah, I know. See? See, this is why I got to watch another season, you know? She's still calling it bruschetta, you know? Uh, well, I... I, I got to say, uh, I did watch that video. It One of the things that like really rung true for me is I do know how like pretty homophobic that culture is because it's so Catholic, because, you know, the fucking Vatican is there. You know, uh, people are like, oh, the cities, it must be so easy. It is not easy to be gay in Rome. It's not. Uh, from from the people that I know that have lived there or do live there and being gay, like it's all very kind of still unspoken. Yeah, it's just it's, not out loud. And yeah. and to be honest, a lot of that, I, I'll be honest, I was a little bit of not news to me, but I think the extent to which it was, you know, like there is, um, I guess there's just the general romantic idea of Italy. And so you just kind of put the, the queer lens of like, oh, I'm just going to be whisked away to Positano yeah. by, my, right. by my hot romantic gay lover. And it's like, what does uh-huh. it quite work like that? You know, Marcello. Like, yeah. Marcello. Th- that might not, there might not be a Marcello, or you know, we might not be able to yell out the balcony to Marcello. You might need to like meet Marcello in his car in a parking lot somewhere at 8, 11 a.m., you know? Um, but it's, There's you know, no gay tour of Tuscany. You no, know? there it's... is, yeah. This gay tour of Tuscany business, they're going to chase that bus out of town. And frankly, good, because there's that one, that one little sourpuss on there needs to get the. Uh, Dan Bukatinsky. Dan Bukatinsky. Yeah. Um, Rodney. His name's Rodney. Rodney. Yeah. But you know, when. Um, when Willow Pill, for example, talks about in the most recent episode of season 14, her, um, that very Marissa Tomei look when she says she knows she's hot and she's got like 14 Italian boyfriends. I was like, first of all, God, that's a lot of Italian boyfriends. You got your hands full, mama. But two, I, that idea that like, oh, it, it, it might not be the same freewheeling romanticism for the queer community. I, it just did not occur to me at all. And, you know, um, there's some there's some real uh, educational value to these international seasons, you know. Oh, speaking of educational value, we can t- queen out about Thailand when we get to Thailand uh, with Pangina heels. But Spain is a perfect example where it was oh. just like, oh my god, like to learn about Lava Neno on episode two and have it be this 
beautifully constructed episode to to just have so much infused and in, through the language through uh the references to where the where the queens were coming from was also fantastic so i love that they're doing uk versus the world obviously like wouldn't it be great if we had all the franchises represented but maybe next time um yeah. but i think it's good that they're that they're doing this it's interesting and that brings me to like kind of the question on everybody's mind why is juju on again and it's like well you got to draw the audience well yeah and like why not you know i think rupaul said on the main episode like the wheel ain't broken wheel ain't broken you know i think if i remember that quote correctly i feel like jujube is the wheel of drag race the wheel's not broken you put jujube on a season she's gonna be funny she's gonna be entertaining she's gonna be interesting she's gonna be like someone you enjoy rooting for she'll probably do pretty well she tends to go to the end like it is you're gonna be shamed you're gonna, you're gonna be, be put down you're gonna be put down uh you know because uh, she's an asshole that's why that's why she never works in this town um <laughs> that's why she's still on track that's why she's on all these seasons of track race so good luck Janie jacay you know um yeah i i think why why have juju because juju available yeah, Jujubee's available, and Jujubee's great television, and she will draw a crowd. I mean, that's she was also on uh, Queen of the Universe and on, on that singing competition, um, which we have not talked about on All Right, Mary. I, I, maybe we'll save that for another nuance episode, but the finale of that season is so shocking for so many bad reasons oh. um, and, and good reasons. Um, that if you, Mary's, if you're curious about Queens of the Universe, my recommendation is skip the season except for the finale because all three of those queens deserve to be in the finale or win it. And what happened at that finale is a travesty. What did they give it to Colton Underwood instead? <laughs> Where they're like, you know what? We've got a special guest. Here he come on out, Colton. And, uh, you know. No, it was, um, like I said, all three of them could have taken that crown. So the the winner of that season is, it's deserved. Love that queen. But what what happened and what I believe production did to one of the queens was a travesty. It was... Uh, it's never happened before. They, I, I've never seen a car crash in that many seasons of American Idol ever before. How could they let that have happened? That is production's fault. That was not her fault anyway. Oh, my God. All That's of us who episode. did not watch Queens of the Universe are like, oh, my God. Just tell what us. Happened. No, I, I won't. Uh, right. We'll talk about it on another episode. Anyway, we are here to talk about lots of things. Um, do you want to start with UK versus the world since we're there and then talk about season 14 in a little bit? Uh, yeah, let's start with that. And then anyone who, who wants to stick around and get even more season 14 talk and some more thoughts on the looks, um, you know, some more appreciation of George's windbreaker. Stick around, but let's um, let's lead with the news. Let's lead with our nine international queens who are going to be duking it out in just about a week um, on the BBC Three and Wow Presents Plus. Just you know, for anyone who wants to know where to watch this, for most of us, it's either going to be on Crave in Canada, BBC Three in the UK, or the Wow Presents Plus app. 
Yes. Um, and it'll be a short season, which I think is always good. Apparently, all of the challenges are like the iconic ones, right? Oh my so God, I they'll love be it. yeah. Well, and by iconic, I mean you know, there's an acting challenge, there's a sewing challenge, yeah. there's a uh, there's snatch game. Uh, you gotta I reinvent think... the wheel, yeah. Yeah, right. I, I'm pretty sure there's I, the sewing challenge is probably the ball, maybe. Um, and there's a girl group challenge, all that. Mm. Well. We shall see. Uh, I mean, I'm not surprised. I feel like it's the kind of thing where when you have like a cast like this, it's like leave everything else in place and just let the cast shine. So Yeah, of course. Of course. I I don't know how I feel about the format. We'll see how I feel about it when I watch it. But there's they're going back to the All-Stars format of there's two winners that lip sync for their legacy. And then the winner of that lip sync chooses who goes home. Oh, see, I did not know. I did not know all these details of how the. I, I've honestly, all I know is who the cast is, and I did not know even until I looked at this RuPaul's Drag Race wiki at the RuPaul'sDragRace.fandom.com that there'd be six episodes. So, um, yeah, I mean that whole idea of like the queens eliminate each other. I don't know. I mean. I think where it'll be interesting is if there's any kind of like UK versus international alliances, you know? Yeah. Uh, right. Does that happen? Um, are they just eliminating all the good queens? You know, I, I am disappointed. I think this would have been a really great opportunity for Drag Race to honor all of these queens, keep them on for all si- six only six episodes and do it in a tournament style where they, they rack up points. Yeah. I mean, I, the idea of saving that for this supposed all winners season though, makes a lot of sense to me. Like if you're going to do that, I see the idea of like, if they weren't to do an all winner season, this would be a place to do it. But to me, it's like, Oh wait, you're going to do an all winner season. Oh, save it for that. You know what I Mm. mean? Like, cause this really is ultimately just, international all-stars it's just international i mean that's really what it comes down to it's seemingly the same structure the same intent Mm -hmm. the same concept it's Mm. just opening it up to you know uh the international franchises and i don't know i mean i i think the i think the general idea of we have the privilege of, with the U.S. franchises that you get to see these queens you love come back if someone gets eliminated you have that little like you know that that olive branch of hope of oh she'll come back for all stars oh we'll see her again on all stars and so like it's nice to have that olive branch extended for these other franchises as well you know yeah no i i have been wanting an international all-star season for a long time i think they're calling it uk versus the world because it's filmed in the uk and they're using uk judges and uk sets you know yeah yeah (laughs) it's interesting like the uk versus the world is a little like oh okay (laughs) But it, yeah, I guess the um, they're it, they're kind of like if you're if you're at a Domino's, they're just taking the same Domino's crust but new toppings. You know what I mean? It's not like they're changing the crust. You know? Yeah, no, it it's just where they're where they're making it, where they're yeah. baking it. I yeah, I let's talk about this cast. Um, before I we talk about the cast, one little caveat, Marys, I might be wrong about what I heard about 
the the you know the winners choosing who goes to the bottom that's what i heard uh and i believe it to be true from this source um who's your source name names mama show us mama tell us mom how you feel in june how you feel in june <laughs> Uh, Sasha Colby, mm, Sasha Colby, Sasha Colby. Uh, oh, we don't have um, our soundboard here. No, we don't have our soundboard. Um, uh, so let's talk about this guest. You ready? Uh, yeah. Uh, do you want to start with talking about these UK queens? I'm going in the order of the Meet the mm, Queens. So maybe, uh-huh. um, maybe let's talk about the UK first. Go for it. Well, uh, bag of chips, bag of chips. Who reminds me of just how British the first season of UK was versus two mm. and three. Like, mm. oh my goodness, boy, like not a battered sausage in sight for series two and three. But, <laughs> you know, bag of chips, uh, to me, it's kind of like, what's Juju be doing here? It's because she was available. I think the same way with bag of chips. She's done Master Chef. She's done like, does someone want to dance with me? Or one of those like British dancing shows. <laughs> she has done so many of these like doofy reality shows that I'm like, yeah, of course she's here. And... I I have no idea what to expect from her, but I I never think of Bag of Chips. I know she did well in her season, but I don't think of her joining this as like stiff competition. I think of her joining this because like it adds salt to the chips. You know what I mean? It, it seasons mm. up the, 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 the dish. You know what I mean? I mean, to have her be in the same workroom as Jujubee and Monique Hart, I think is going to be interesting. You know what I mean? Like oh God. She, is, she is a very charming uh she's good she's good with a phrase i just uh, yeah i appreciate bag of chips a lot is she going to like turn the runway no but i don't think we're we ever kind of wanted that from her it's yeah i mean she is a pizza queen in that it's like that greasy pizza from the chip shop you know what i mean the like Mm. she is a 7-eleven pizza queen you know where it's just like listen i'm here i'm drunk it's late just put it in the box, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Bag of chips. I don't know how well she'll do. Um, I, she got in the top three of her season and it was clear that she wasn't number two, you know? Mm, yeah, sure. Sure. In terms of like who was the runner up. Yeah. Well, you know, joining her is her season one sister, Blue Hydrangea, who I actually... If we're going to make predictions or, you know, in terms of, you know, who we think is going to go far, I think Blue Hydrangea could be an exciting upset because I think she obviously only, you know, was only fifth place in her season. But like this feels like someone who was really good their season, but with a couple extra years is probably like it's like Tatiana coming back for All Stars 2. That's my prediction. What I'm excited about is there's only six episodes, which means they only needed to prepare six looks. And I think Blue is going to knock it out of the park if she stays on for all six episodes. Like, there is no question in my mind that every runway is going to be amazing from Blue Hydrangea. And I, and I think we're going to get, I mean, not only great runways, but great talking heads, great interactions with, with Rue, great workroom moments. Like, Blue Hydrangea, Hydrangea, according to Cheryl, is such great reality TV and um, I'm yeah I'm just so excited to see her again this is one of those people where it's like the olive branch of all stars like I'm happy to see it extended you know the olive branch of all stars yeah 
Just um, like the peace, you mean? The, well, the idea of like, you know, a bit of hope. You know what I mean? It's like, ah, oh, I'll get to see her again. I think of it as being extended to try again, Blue. You know, come back oh. in the race. Oh, I see. Come back, Mama. Come back, Mama. <laughs> Let's see. Come back, Mama. We got to get that audio clip. Um, <laughs> well, joining Blue Hydrangea. And at first I oh, was like, God, oh, here you are. who cares? But then I saw her meet the queens and I was like, I fucking love I know. Cheryl Hall. Probably going to go home first, but Cheryl Hall. You love Cheryl Hall. Shaz. Shaz Hall. <laughs> Shaz, yeah. Shaz Hall. Uh, she's a basic hun. Yeah. <laughs> she is so charming and so ridiculous. Like When I see the other competition in this race, when I see Pangina and then I see Cheryl Hall, I'm like, oh, good luck, Chi-Chi, you know? I just... Uh, yeah, I don't want to get too attached to Cheryl because my prediction is she goes home first, but I think she's going to be lovely while she lasts. And I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, I, I, I think she is going to be an early out as well. I don't think she's going to go home first. I think they're going to shock us differently uh, by sending somebody else home first. Or perhaps um, the little lady from North, North Holland. Oh, yes, Janie Jacquet. And maybe that's just because I'm the least attached. Even during her season, Janie, I think we went through a bit of a journey on where she mm. was kind of mean, and then she kind of loosened up, and then she was fine. But then at that point, we were kind of team Mama Queen. Um, I don't know what to think of Janie Jacquet. The mere fact that when she speaks in English, she can affect a kind of New Jersey accent kind of wowed me. <laughs> Did you notice that? Uh, you notice things like that? Um, I did not watch the Meet the Queens. Oh, they're cute. They're worth watching. You know what's funny about the Meet the Queens? I just want to say this. I want to be really narcissistic for a second. Is the background when the queens are talking is like our logo. <laughs> oh. It's the same shapes and color scheme. I was like, you know, that logo took me five minutes. If you're going to steal it, steal something better. Uh, well, you said it. Yeah. Um, I, you know, Janie J.K. is great. I know she was the runner-up on her season, but I would have been way more excited if it was Chelsea Boy. Oh yeah. Or or even like Abby. Oh my God, which I think would have been a really cool energy in the room. Um, I could even even see them casting a bearded queen. Um, and Madden Madness comes in. You know, I just think they could have been a little bit more creative. Um, I Janie J.K. was great. She she gave great runways, but I was way more impacted by Chelsea Boy. I mean, you know, I just want some Cetagine. Give me some Cetagine. That's what oh, I you want. love Cetagine. I love yeah, Cetagine. Those thighs, yeah, absolutely. Those, yeah, that old man face. Oh mm -hmm. my god! I've but never he's twenty six. I know. I've yeah. never been so attracted to someone in their twenties. Oh my god! Mm, totally. Uh, wow. Well, someone that I think we're, I could say we're both very excited to see. And I think is going to be a wild card in the room. And that is Canada's own Jimbo. Jimbo is going to be one of the smartest people in the room. And I don't mean like intelligent. I just mean smarter than the producers. Yeah, I think that Jimbo is, is an interesting kind of adult in the room, but like quirky adult, like quirky weird uncle, but who like. Yeah, like has... you don't ask. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, you don't ask Jimbo to babysit. No, no. I was going to say, like, Jimbo has, like, a lot of conspiracy theories, and it's maybe on some, like, really, like, weird mailing lists. But, like, at the end of the day, like, 
Yeah, Jimbo's not babysitting my kids or even my cat, but I <laughs> I can't say that he's boring. I love talking to him. I think he creates great art, and he makes a great grilled cheese sandwich, but I don't know how he does it. You know, that's kind of how I see Jimbo. Mm. He's also the oldest one on the cast, uh, which is, is. Cl- very close to my age, if not my age. Yeah. Well, in a, in, 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 by the time this airs, he will be my age. <laughs> because this will air the day after my birthday when I turn 37. So, oh my God, 37 work. 37, temporary semi retirement. Uh-huh. I, so. I am so excited for Jimbo. Jimbo was my favorite from that season of Canada. Uh, I hated how Jimbo was edited. I think Jimbo is doing drag in a very funny and different and challenging way. Uh, that's unlike anybody else, you know? Yeah, and, I mean, I, I can only imagine how it's changed or what new idea she's coming to the table with a couple years later since we've seen her, you know? So it's... Uh, I'm, I can't wait. I'm really excited. Um, but that brings us to a very familiar face. Uh, none other than Season 2 and All-Stars 1 and All-Stars 5 and Queen of the Universe contestant... Jujube, who is yes. only 36. Jujube to me has been like a queer elder for so many years because of season mm. two. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's younger. But guess who's back in the house? And as I said, great. Perfect. Yeah. Not to mention Dragnificent slash Drag Me Down the Aisle. That's also true. Jujube. And Drag Jujube's You. TV horror. Helped a lot of yeah, people. Oh, yeah. lives. Exactly. Drag You. What'd yeah. you say about Drag You? What'd you say about Drag You? I, I mean, I just think it's great. I just, I mean, really ultimate. I think actually probably, no, I know we did a Pizza Queen bracket, but I think Jujube was up there. Oh, Jujube might have won. She might have won. Or Katya won. It was one of the two, but she was at least a finalist. Jujube is such a quintessential Pizza Queen. I give two shits what Jujube looks like. I'm just happy to see her. Jujubee is fantastic. How do you think Jujubee is going to do on this season? Oh, man. I don't know. I, I feel like if she gets to the finale again and doesn't win, it's going to be like, what is going on here? Um, mm. But if she wins, then she beats out the person I want to win. So it's really a, a tricky situation, you know? Who do you want to win? Mary. I'm going to get choked oh. up if I say it. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Because we'll, the idea we'll, we'll of it happening. We'll save it. Yeah, we'll I know. There. We'll save it. We'll save yeah. it. Um, the next one, it's just so interesting that she's listed as Canada when she's from New York. Like, she's clearly from New York. Yeah, she, she doesn't read as a Canadian queen, but indeed she is uh, Canada's slash New York's own lemon. Who, uh, you know, is is the best part of that Priyanka song. I just, I, oh, I, I got to say, it really is amazing. It's an amazing verse. And Ugh. that alone, I was like, girl, you don't need to win this. You have that verse. It's so she, good. She has that verse. Uh, and I remember on Canada's Drag Race that, like, it took me a while to warm up to Lemon. But it was like episode after episode, like finally, like after three episodes in a row, it was like, holy shit, Lemon. Lemon is fantastic. Yeah. And I'm very excited. Hopefully she hasn't had too much work done because I'm expecting to continue to see the Andrew Reynolds of drag Mm. this season. And if she's Uh done anything to that face, I'm going to be furious. Mm. Andrew Reynolds. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't like Andrew Reynolds, but I love Lemon. 
Yeah, I just like the resemblance. You know what I mean? I just like that once you see it, you can't unsee or unhear the rannals of it all. Uh-huh. Oh, totally. Yeah. No, it's it's very that. Yeah. It's very that. Um uh, yeah, I I don't know how well she's going to do. Um, I don't either. This is another one where like I just don't know what to predict, but I think she's an early out, uh if I'm being honest. I think Could like be. a a, a Janie Lemon Cheryl, like, you know, you within mean, like, the first blonde three. and white and pretty. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um Granted, she's got yellow hair. I don't want to, you know, roll. but anyway. Uh, someone who I think is going to uh, certainly bring a lot of television, a lot of competition, but will be keeping it abbreviated is the artist formerly known as Monique, <laughs> now known as Mohart. <laughs> Mohart. Oh, did you get a new haircut? It's a nice Mohart. Yeah, nice Mohart. Um... Oh, see, that's what you got to do is do a little, you know, a little Mohart. Um, yeah, yeah. Mohart. I mean, I'm here. I'm here for. I'm here for a nickname. I'm here for more Monique. I, Monique Hart. Uh, I. It's gonna take me a while to call her Mo. Yeah. If I'm being honest, um, I'm 26. I fucking love Monique Hart. She, to me, is going to kill the runway. Her and like a, a blue hydrangea. I feel like are just going to kill. The runways whenever they're on a runway. I don't know if Monique is gonna go home third or make it to the end or whatever, but I know that whatever she does on the runway is going to be amazing. That's one thing I remember about All Stars is how fucking impeccable she was on All Stars and on the her, runway. And her talking heads are all gonna be great. She's gonna be yes. I mean, it's just I feel like it's kind of like Juju where it's like, oh my gosh, like of course this is gonna be great TV. So I'm happy to see her again. We've talked about a bunch of queens that I'm very happy to see, but none of them are my horse in the race. None of them are my pan pan on the fire because none of them heal me like Pangina heals. Pangina heels. Mary, do we know why they didn't have any contestants from Thailand? And instead had the judge. I know why they have a judge. Because I know Pangina had been wanting to get on Drag Race as a competitor for a mm -hmm. while. Like, I know that about her. I've heard that about her. So, that's all great. I know she, like, wrote that in a post or something. But I don't know why they didn't have, like, an anime Wong or, you know. Like, do you know? I don't. I would have to imagine that the... I, I know we've talked about this in the past about language barriers. But I think... The Drag Race Thailand production was prepared for language differences, and they had translators on set, and it was part of the production. That's not to say that the you know the BBC production couldn't do the same thing, but I'm just assuming because how hard is it to find a translator in an international city um, full of people from all over the world? I imagine some Thai folks have moved to London at some point in in the world, uh, but I'm assuming it comes down to that of like the. The, you know, wanting to have English speaking contestants so that the challenges could, you know, all, blah, blah, for all the reasons to have English speaking contestants. That's not to say that they haven't had, obviously, English speaking contestants on Thailand, mm. um, but maybe not one that they, I, I don't know. I guess the way that I'm seeing it is like, yeah, it's weird that we have a host instead of a contestant as if like 
Thailand is I, I'm being dramatic right now. Thailand is such an illegitimate part of the franchise that you had to get a host because the contestants aren't good enough. You know, I don't think it's that obviously. The positive of this is that you and I have been championing Drag Race Thailand forever and or at least as long as we've seen it. And this is just more people are going to be aware of it and might be interested in it and might check it out and it might get fully released. You know, early season one, more widely released, and maybe it'll push season three to happen. And so, and maybe Pangina will win. And that's what I want to see happen. I want to see Pangina decimate this competition. I want it to be as if the other ones aren't even in the room. Uh, maybe Pangina will win. Maybe she'll win. Uh, maybe she'll win, Mary. Maybe Can you she'll imagine win. if... Pangina won. I, that's what I'm hoping for. That would be the best thing to happen this season. I love all of them, but for Pangina, who says in her Meet the Queens, I know none of these, none of these queens know who I am, you know, which was just like, because nobody fucking watched it. And, Ugh, awful. Awful. You know, no excuse. No, ex no excuse. It's just so good. Um, but this, I mean, the mere fact that Drag Race Thailand is included at all, right? Because, like, they could have easily squeezed another U.S drag race queen in there they or canada popped mm -hmm. another canadian queen or even another you know holland holland one. um yeah. but you know the fact that it's like oh let's go to the 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 series that is kind of in might not be con even continuing you know what i mean it's like yeah. yeah season three has been a rumor whereas you know the u.s and netherlands and uk and canada are all confirmed continued series you know so it's a good omen you know I totally hear all of that. It is a good omen. I think it's great for Drag Race Thailand. Just to go on a little bit of a rant, kind of responding to your, well, they, you know, they didn't hire maybe translators for the set and, you know, oh, they wanted English speaking contestants so that everything was streamlined. It echoes kind of my problem with Queen's Queen of the Universe. That show could have been so cool. It could have been Eurovision-like. It could have been epic. But because the show had them singing 90% of the time in English by songs that they could get licensed to that the queens probably didn't even pick, if I'm being honest. They probably, like, when, when that kind of stuff happens, they collaborate with a producer to find the songs that they want to do. But... It, it it was probably a very limited list because they didn't want to spend all of the money. Um, and I, I just feel like, why wouldn't they have queens that were speaking in their native tongue? And so when you have a UK versus the world, and that's the name of the season, why wouldn't you have non-English speaking contestants on the show with subtitles i just don't understand and i think that we're going to be missing something until that really opens up well and i think that what you're saying can be applied to so many different situations i mean i think when when parasite won best picture and all of a sudden it was like i think you know the line was like there is a whole world of cinema that's just waiting <laughs> on the other side of a one inch high subtitle there is so much waiting for you if you're just willing to like read subtitles and you will uh, you will connect with these stories and you'll laugh and you'll cry even if it's not in your language even if you have to read the subtitles it'll still it's still relevant it'll still resonate and i i just think that like you see that across the board that like 
that just becomes a barrier. And so I think there's probably a lot that is so much bigger than Drag Race and so much bigger than all of this as to why people, why things lean towards being fully English-speaking versus being, um, you know, bilingual or having subtitles, even on something where the theme is international, you know? Even where it's Ugh. like, you're literally like, this would be the place to do it, you know? Yes. Um, but I mean, yeah, I just think that like, we could have that like that point of view, but when I see something like this, I just think, oh, this is TV. This is business. You know what I mean? This does. This is not about like anything other than like people making business decisions. I, I just don't know why else yeah. this would happen. You know? I, I mean, of course, I know it's business. I know it's just a TV show, and you know, I, it it's watered down, and I think that Certainly. it's worth saying that. Well, it's kind of, I mean, what it makes me think of is like, then when you watch something with, that's dubbed instead of subtitles, it's like, okay, fine, I'll watch it dubbed. And the dubbing is terrible. Sometimes oh, it's good, God. but oftentimes I think Squid people game? said, Squid Game, Ugh. people said it was terrible. And so it's like, then there's that of like, like, that's not the solution either, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Spirited Away also has a notoriously terrible and comedic overdub mm -hmm. uh did you ever see that cartoon spirited I've away i've heard of it it's so yeah, good yeah um so, so i mean i i think that's what it is but i hear what you're saying it's like it, it's not that hard um i do want to just mention apparently the first the description for the first episode has been released it's going to be a talent show um whereas it says they're going to stage their very own royal command performance so, uh, and Mel C, Spice Girl, they're going through all the Spice Girls. Now it's Mel C is going to be joining Ooh. Michelle and Graham and Rue uh, on the panel. Oh, my goodness. The episode is an hour and 13 minutes. Um, so, anyway. Mel C. Mel, Mel C is, uh, she's the one. Sporty I face. turn to you. Yeah. Right? Yes, oh, my yes. God. That brings me back to my Toyota Camry. I'll tell you what. I, oh, that, I was a, that was on the radio a lot when I was in high school. Um, yeah, I, you know, I'm excited for it. Uh, you know, I'm kind of like, meh, 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 subtitles. I'm being like that. But I am so excited for this cast. I'm so excited for Pangina Heels. So excited. I'm just so happy that people are going to get to know her. Um, I really hope she's not first out. I really hope she's not first out, Mary. Not if there's a talent show. Are you kidding me? Pangina is probably going to uh, put on such a fucking show. She's going to win the talent show, and it's going to be like, oh, like, by the way, you know they were doing this every week on Drag Race Thailand. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, ugh. Mary's, if for some benevolent reason you have not seen Drag Race Thailand, I know season one's a little hard to find, but season two is not. This great preparation for this season is to watch some Drag Race Thailand. Pangina is, sure, she's not a contestant, but she is one of the best judges of the whole world of Drag Race. I mean, she is oh, responsible yeah. for Don't Be Pretty, Don't Be Pretty, you know? Yes. Don't Be Pretty, Don't Be Pretty. She, I mean, no. Babe. Her, yeah, pay babe. Her perspective is so invaluable. I just, I just love Pangina. I can't believe she's going to be a contestant with RuPaul. It feels kind of like a smack in the face, but whatever. I get it. I get it. Pangina, you know, 
there was that whole segment uh, on Wow Presents Plus where we watched Pangina like meet RuPaul for the first time. Like there's a fangirling thing, you know, like mm-hmm. morning she wakes up. She's like, I'm going to meet RuPaul today. I'm going to meet RuPaul today. Like there's this whole thing that happens. So I get it. I get it. It's going to be great. She's going to bring that perspective to the workroom. Oh, my God. It's just going to be. It is. It is. I know it is stooping to comp- conquer, but like, oh, my God. It. I. It's just going to be so good. Um, well, yes. Yeah, so we are going to be covering, as we've said before, UK versus the world is going to be on the main free feed all season. That won't be moving to Patreon, but nuance will. And so there may be some things that come up and we're like, ooh, we need to save it for nuance because I don't want mm. everyone hearing this. I don't need everyone hearing this. And so that's what nuance is for. So, yeah. uh, or or it's just a tangent about school teachers that we, you know, yeah, uh, want to go off for twenty minutes. Only on. people who'd pay to listen to us would want to hear us go on that tangent. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, um, well, let's let's go back over the pond to Drag Race US. Uh, talk about some of these looks that we didn't get to talk about. Before we talk about the looks, is there any kind of stray observation from Pair of Balls episode uh, that we missed? So I feel like maybe I had, maybe this is a fever dream. Maybe this is a Mandela effect. Maybe this never happened. I thought it was in this episode. Did I imagine that, I thought it was Michelle, that she said about Maddie's look that it looked like Betsy Ross Matthews. <laughs> Did anyone say that? Or was that on the pit stop? Cause I think that is so funny and I don't know where I heard Betsy Ross Matthews. I know. Didn't she, at some point somebody said Betsy Ross eat your heart out or something. Yeah. Uh, and I, but there I, was that on the show. Cause I did not watch the pit stop. I, I, will yeah. not say why um but maybe next uh, week behind the paywall maybe yeah. next week behind the paywall i will say why oh uh, i did not watch pit stop so i but that sounds familiar so i think it did happen on the main episode it must have oh yeah betsy ross matthews i think is is uh one thing that didn't come up uh other than the looks i think i think we covered pretty much everything um yeah, I want to. I want to bring up a little micro moment that I, you. It, I think it buzzed for you. Did you watch Untucked? I watched it once, so it, okay, it may have buzzed and boozed, you know. So there's this one moment that felt like a newly dating couple that hasn't had a fight yet. Uh huh. And it was between Alyssa and Daya. And oh, Alyssa's like, yeah. yeah, she's like, well, pageant queens, yada yada yada. And then Daya's like. Well, you know what? Let me clarify. And, you know, and then mm-hmm. Alyssa's like, well, yeah, but, you know, we should really just respect each other. Like, I think that Alyssa got what Daya was saying, but also was being firm on, like, like her stance on pageant queens. And then Daya's like, she does this. She uh-huh. does this thing where she 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 scrunches her hand on Alyssa's shoulder. Yeah. It's one of those. We're like, good girl. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like, hey, are we, we're OK, right? We're OK, babe. Hey, babe. Yeah. Hey, babe. We're good, right? Sometimes they do that on the reunions for the Real Housewives when they don't have like the space to resolve it. It's just like eh, eh, we're good, you know. Oh, hey, we're good, right? Okay, yeah, we're good. Uh, wait, another <laughs> another Mandela moment that I have to mention. Did I make this up that when they when they come into the workroom the next day, like the day of the runway, as they're all coming in doing their moments, did I catch Bosco going catchphrase? Yes. Oh, okay, good. I thought I made that up. I was like, thank you. That's a great little like. Mm, you're paying attention. I like. You. She is. Yeah. Yes, it's a witty catchphrase. Know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas the rest of them were like, 
oh God, someone's like, I love balls. It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all. We, we know. Yeah, we know. okay, we got it. So that's was something I, I, I enjoyed as well. I, yeah. Uh, Untucked is still, I'm still like, what is the point with Untucked right now? Mm, um, I agree. I, I think at this point, I'm kind of craving the other model of Untucked where we just see like, you know, like in, in uh, Spain or in Italia or All Stars where it's like it's a 10 minute section before the run, before they go back to the stage. Uh-huh. I'm not seeing the need for the whole episode, the whole separate episode, you know? Yeah. I mean, if they're not in the gold bar and in the interior loses lounge, I'm kind of like, what is this all for? Yeah. I mean, this is, I think, for anyone who's not a Patreon, not to put a native ad in here, but like. We are currently covering season three on Patreon, and the untucked of season three is the untucked to watch. Yes. That's the untucked. And it is. I mean, it's interesting to do, see that in comparison to this, where isn't there even a moment where someone was like, oh, you're being a little, oh, that's a little mean, or don't say that. There was a lot of like tone policing in this untucked compared to season three when it was just like... Well, I don't think you're good, and I don't think you're my competition, and I don't think you're my competition. Fat, you know? Mm-hmm. Fat. No, there is, there does seem to be some sense of, like, when the water starts to boil, they, they bring down the heat a yeah. little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm seeing some bubbles around the edge. Let's lower it. Yeah. Yeah, that was especially between Daya and Alyssa. I think Alyssa was ready to be like, what do you what what you say about drag you yeah, right? And Daya's yeah. like, oh no 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 no! I'm just saying like you know I've been treated badly by pageant queens. It's just like, it, it was very interesting to watch mm-hmm. how they just kind of backpedaled that fight, which I think five seasons ago would have been a big fight, right? And now I think it it it's it's a scrunch on the shoulder. Yeah, yeah, scrunch on the shoulder, right? Huh? Ice out. Um, uh, let's talk about these looks. Yeah. So the ones that, I mean, again, there were so many that I had to kind of just, Ugh. if I saw something I liked, I took a note. And so mm. I think we talked about Willow's, you know, her, that the real estate agent. Um, oh, we talked about her General Peril West. Yeah. The General Peril West yes. real estate agent. All, whatever that may be, I love. The Broca and Boca. Uh, I did mention Cornbread's pants. I... Here's something that I want to mention. I think, you know, you and I love a reference, and I like getting a quote wrong just as much as anybody else. I like getting the reference wrong more than I like getting it right. But I just, it's like, listen, Orion, it was croquet, not golf. So if Thank you're you! Say you're giving the whole Heather's fantasy, don't come out with a nine iron. Thank you so much. Thank fucking you, to Thank quote Pangina Hills. Yeah, I just... It was the thing of like, hey, if you're doing golf, do golf. But don't come out here and go, so I'm like, I'm giving you like the full Heather's fantasy. It's like, no, you're not. You're giving no, me. No, you're not. No. Yeah. 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 I'm getting, you know, LPGA. It's like Casey Jones's girlfriend from Ninja Turtles. Like, yeah. Yeah. Then there'd be an nine iron maybe Sure. Involved. Now we're talking. Yeah. I, yeah. But I will say this, Mary, about that look, because I did notice this. It was, I mean, her face was amazing. The The facial expression that she was giving to mm-hmm. be this, like, Paris Hilton meets Iggy Azalea, like, I'm going to murder my friends. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. There was just this bitchy look. And I think she, she said this. Like, this is her thing. She's probably so good at that look. 
I mean, she, you know, she definitely has, there's very subtle facial expressions and whatnot. There's little notes that I, mm. it's funny because, you know, in her talent show, my biggest takeaway was like, oh, this works better on YouTube. This is better on TikTok. Oh. And it's funny. There's elements of this. Like, oh, yeah, up close, little nuances. This would work great on TikTok, you know? Mm. Mm. Well, I mean, we did get some close-ups on Drag Race on, with the camera, right? Absolutely. I saw, I noticed her face. Yeah, yeah. no, totally. Yeah. But it's just, if if you're doing very kind of like subtle character work, you better hope for a close-up, you know? Yeah, and she was in the bottom mostly because of her last look. Yeah, I mean, I I at least liked when, because, you know, we hear, you know, her saying that she's kind of doing this, you know, in honor of her mom and kind of looks like her mom. So it's a nice carryover when RuPaul's like, look at that face. Do you see that? Mm. And when she's like, yeah, I thought that was that was great. There is kind of a pearl quality of like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I know, you know, um, yeah. Yeah, God, she's gonna want Orion to cry. Oh my God, she's like, "Come on, baby, break for me." Oh, I, I think that if she's seeing the pearl in her, I think RuPaul's done. I think yeah. RuPaul's like, "Yeah, I don't think we need her." Pack <laughs> your fucking bags. I'll help. Yeah, <laughs> pack your fucking bags. <laughs> oh. oh man. Um, let's see. A highlight for me, uh, man, Carrie Colby. Uh, let's talk about the pink legs. Um, I called this on the main episode just like straight out of Clueless. This is Dion, Stacey Dash. I just thought this was so cute. And she knows how to pose. She knows how to just wear her fucking puss on that stage. And I just enjoyed, I enjoyed this look. And I also enjoyed the spinning hat, the purple spinning hat. Like that was gorgeous. Yeah, she... uh... She looked great. I think the um, the first one, the, oh my goodness, I'm like, you just said it. Now I'm trying to picture it in my head and I'm blanking. The pink legs. Pink legs. Thank you. Oh my goodness. I had literally have holes in my brain. I think that that, like, I feel like I've seen this before. Actually, I know where I've seen this before. The combination of the pink with the zebra print. It reminds me of that season five mini challenge when they had the robes that they had to fashion into looks for the mini challenge red carpet. Do you remember that? I don't remember it. Oh, oh, five. Jinx Monsoon. Jinx, yeah, Jinx Monsoon? Monsoon? Yeah, Jinx Monsoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She um, was doing the, Mar- the Olsen twins. The Olsen twins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel yeah. like it's similar color schemes. I think maybe because there was a zebra print and there was a pink robe. And that's why I'm seeing that. Mm, okay. Yeah, I just love this. I loved those two looks. I... Wasn't crazy about her bridal look. I think it was clear that she struggled maybe yeah. a little bit with the, the... It was just a very basically sewn dress. Not that I really know anything about sewing, but even I could tell, like, yeah, this isn't all there, you know? Yeah, I just squinted and listened to her because she's a Pizza mm-hmm. Hut commercial. Oh, she's just so fucking fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, cornbread, the, the main takeaway I got from Cornbread is that in a Pizza Queen fashion... It really didn't matter what she was wearing. That last look was ridiculous. Like, yeah, she she could have very well been on the bottom, but she sold it with that snake tongue and the eyes, which you could make a supercut of her with those eyes with mayhem. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And I'm I'm wondering if there's others like you know, uh, thyroid problems of Drag Race, you know, because they make you have bulged eyes. Oh, is that what happens? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. 
<laughs> Great. The more you know. Listen, maybe look in the mirror and call a doctor. I don't know. If, you, if you're if you listening and you've got bulged eyes, uh, let this be a PSA, even if a thyroid issue. Um, I, I know that we've ragged on Maddie plenty, but yeah, the Half Moon Queen was, you know, uh, barely peeking through the clouds. I... Yellow lips never work for me. Yeah. It was... Come on, girl. Step it up, girl. Come on. Um, it was, uh, it was like, yeah, it was, I felt like she came out and she was a magician. Yeah. Yeah. And you I know just, what I mean? And I just, just wanted one to disappear. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she made the rabbit disappear into the, her hat. Um, no, it was very one note. Like I felt one thing when I looked at it and then I was done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nauseous. Um, I, <laughs> I, w- I appreciated Jasmine's lobster claws because at least they were interesting and quirky. And I liked how she brought them out and was like, and I have lobster claws. Like she was really proud of herself. And I thought that was cute. It was cute. I, I, it was a nice, memorable moment for so many looks. You know, I'll remember, okay, right. She was the 1950s lobster. She had That's a lobster cute. claw. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I can't tell if Jasmine's kind of like, I'm weird. Energy is authentic or not? Um, I feel oh, like yeah. it is, and right. I'm kind of, ch- I, I'm, I'm prematurely charmed by Jasmine because of that weird energy. Um, mm-hmm. Otherwise, I haven't noticed anything else. Well, she might be an older sister in college. She might be on a swimming scholarship, but she knows how to have fun, and that makes me feel good. <laughs> um. You know, I mean, I, I think any of my other notes, I mean, I think in terms of, like, the looks that they made, Willow, I, I, just the idea of, like, corporate rich lesbian wedding, it, it's Ugh. taking me to, obviously, Katya, Ugh. Ellen Barkin, lesbian real estate agent. Like, the, like, I guess I just love lesbian inspiration and in looks. I think that's what it comes down to. I like a butch inspiration. I like a lesbian inspiration. I love pants, you know? Mm. I just think that this is... Um, this is just what I like. I like when things get, when there's, when there's that masculine edge of things. I, I think that that makes the feminine more interesting sometimes in these looks, you know? Yeah. And because of Sister Mary Evan Ross Katz, of course, I know nothing about fashion except for what I know from Top Model and Evan Ross Katz's Instagram. But I was, I learned today that this is a Karl Lagerfeld design. And the the middle one, the uh, the the gypsy oh, yeah. woes we, yeah, 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 yeah. The the you know Marissa coked Tomei out nineties model, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, gorgeous. Uh, was it perfect? No, but it's how she sold it, right? She, I think, a lot of it. I mean, there is a pizza queen energy even with Willow, where it's just like it's just her energy. It's how she sells it. It's like. When she says in the talking head, she's like, I don't really know what this look is, but it's giving you fashion. I, I like that, too. You know, <laughs> somebody designed it, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, she she did very well this episode. Um, I, am I going to remember it in six, five episodes, four episodes? Uh, I'm probably going to remember the General Peril West look. If I'm being honest. Absolutely. If I remember anything from this episode, because I, I just I, it could all just go down the drain and I might forget every week what we're talking about. But if I'm going to remember anything from these 42 looks, it's <laughs> it's that look. That's the one that I think made me feel the best. Um, 
there's two people that I don't think we talked about really at all in the main episode that I wondered if we could just kind of chime in or what your thoughts are. Lady Camden was totally lost for me, even though I know she looked good. And the other one that I felt like could have been in the bottom is Deja. Yeah, you know, it's funny that the setup and it was like, I'm a, you know, I'm a seamstress. This is what I do. I want to show them, you know, a cool neckline, a dramatic sleeve. And then it was, you could feel the judges weren't into it. And she, there were just other people they were into less this week. But it, it did feel like the person who says, kind of like what Cornbread said in the first episode, you know, these queens who say they can do all these things and then they show them not doing it. Right, right. I mean, oh, that, perfect. You yeah, know, absolutely. it was all well constructed, but like. Well, that's the thing. It was well constructed, which is what she can do. I just don't know why she had purple hair with like that red flowy dress. Yeah. I thought it looked so weird. Yeah, there's a, you know, it's a taste level, you know, as they say on Project Runway. <laughs> oh, Project Runway, right. Yeah, it's, it's a, ta- a question level. of taste, yeah. you know. Question. Mm, I question your taste. I question your taste, you know. Yeah, uh, those were two that I was like, huh. Um, we haven't talked about uh, Georges. Um, I I think my favorite part about it was I'm a hot-ass mommy kind of bride, and I'm going to marry a hot-ass daddy. Yeah, I sometimes <laughs> I think Georges is not sure what she's going to say about something until she says it. And <laughs> it's like, so I'm a hot-ass mommy. I'm marrying a hot ass daddy. I, come on, give us another adjective, honey, and don't <laughs> let it be legit. I do want to say this though: that RuPaul does say to Georges that you were born for yes. drag, and the last we time we heard that, that. Mm-hmm. the queen won. So, I don't think Georges is going to win. I will say this: I, I, I think she is absolutely stunning, and and a goose. Like, I, I there's nothing wrong with her. Yeah, you know and, what I mean? And the Selena inspiration, the little beady beady. How could we be mm. mad at that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I I would like to see her eat a pizza. Quintanilla, yes. Yeah. Um, she is absolutely adorable. Um, and yeah, we 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 kind of already talked about Maddie. We have not talked about Daya. And oh yeah, do you remember any of her looks? There's one look that stood out for me because it was almost like a death becomes her look. Well, I like. It was what the second one the white one yes yeah the first one i just liked because of the hair i like that she was kind of bald on the back mm. that made it kind of creepy and then the white one i thought was yeah i thought it was a, it was a good look and i think in terms of like i don't want to look like crystal method i think that yeah i it, she definitely i'm i mean it's so early to be like oh i know who dia is i don't but i i it was interesting um on the pit stop they had violet tchotchke back and she, of course, infamously was you know, tore apart last season's ball. And she said that Diabetes, um, this look, the one that she made, was her favorite one. Yeah, I don't, I don't see that. I don't either. I was like, oh, okay. Um, I don't see that. I, I, I mean, Daya, that first look, you know, you're kind of praising those pigtails, which I love too. She reminded me of like a Hey Arnold character, the yep. bully. Uh-huh, uh-huh, that girl, yeah. Yeah, Helga, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 there was this childlike look, just like a big kid, and I appreciated that. It was very entertaining. And then her second look was just so different. And then she made her third look, which was also just so different. And I don't know. Uh, it, it it was all well done, and other people stood out. 
I mean, with 42 looks, you know what I mean? Uh, that's bound to happen. Honestly, as we're talking about this, it really is. It, it's, it's the GAW for me. You know, that's the one. Yeah. That's the one that's going to stay. And, you know, uh, it's, is it the most elaborate look? Is it the most fashion forward? No, that's not what we're here for. Come on now. Yeah, there's nothing left in petty cash. I'm taking it all. Ugh, lunch. <laughs> Very tender. Very tender. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! You're going too fast for me. <laughs> um, I yeah, and uh, Bosco, you said it best. Like they all kind of looked. Very similar. I think they were all impeccable. And I think the one that she made was very impressive. Uh, it's just for whatever reason, they didn't pop. Yeah. One thing I want to mention, not fashion related at all, is at the end of the last couple episodes, they've had the queens holding up the like vote.gov signs. And I'm like, they've been doing that for a while. I know, but like we're not in a voting season. What are we voting for? Um, well, the midterms are coming up and people need to register. People need to just like. Someone just needs to light the pilot light and let this thing go. <laughs> oh, wait, is this oh on Patreon? God. Never mind. I take it back. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. I'll save this for next week when we're behind the paywall. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> vote for what? Um, <laughs> Soak what Yeah, up. vote what up. <laughs> I mean, oh, like, because, uh, oh. like, I, I'm, I'm not feeling red, white, and blue. Who am I supposed to vote for? Yeah. The old guy or the dumb one? Oh wow! <laughs> um, uh, the train moves, not the station. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. I, I, going back to that lip sync, kind of one stray thought I had about it was June loses her shoe. RuPaul kind of laughs at it. Oh, um, June says, "Oh God, look at June." You can hear him say it during the lip yeah. sync. Oh God, look at June. God, look at June. <laughs> oh God, look at June. <laughs> That's so embarrassing. I know. Uh, <laughs> I feel bad. I wanted June to stay over Maddie, uh, not because I don't like Maddie, but because clearly for me, I was more entertained watching June kind of look like a mess uh, during the lip sync. You know, it it certainly helped Milan all those seasons ago. Left Monet her. Exchange. It helped, it helped Monet Exchange more than a couple of times. You know, you it, it, you know, it, even even with season three, you know. Uh, episode one, there wasn't much left on Miss Shangela, and she still won. So I'm, mm. I mean, granted, she didn't throw her wig at the safe zone, but no, she didn't. No, she didn't. Yeah, I, I think there was like, if Maddie went home this week, there would have been part of me. It was like, talk about the Price's Right horn. That is such uh -huh. a dun dun dun, you know. Yeah. And so it is what it is. I, I, I the other thing I just want to say, kind of Maddie related, is um. Carson makes a Nashville reference and you know if we don't make these references we lose them and that just it, Nashville is this uh, movie from the 70s by Robert Altman that is just jam-packed full of people and it's a great movie and I just love that it made its way into a Drag Race episode yeah, that's fabulous yeah. alright Mary yeah. alright Mary yeah. you know in, in the words of Yara Sophia and I feel fabulous and I feel flawless that's what she says I feel flawless I feel that's flawless. gonna come up in a future episode when, when she goes and I feel flawless <laughs> Yeah, just copy him. Just, just copy, copy him. We ain't broken. Sounds like from yeah, It is Beaker. Um, in many ways, RuPaul could be Beaker, right? Oh man, if it, I wish RuPaul was Beaker. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Can you imagine? I love it. 
Uh, if, if Michelle Visage was a Muppet, <laughs> who would she? She wouldn't be Miss Piggy. She's not no, really Miss Piggy. No, Michelle Visage would be one of the live action people. She'd be like a Mrs. Like a Maria on Sesame Street. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, she would be. Oh, and she'd be. She'd give them hugs. She'd be one of those people yeah. who hugs the Muppet. Yeah. Yeah, she'd come out of her apartment and be like. Hey, what's going on out uh-huh. here? Yeah, yeah, and then Oscar would pop out. And, and I know we're on Sesame Street now, not Muppets, but she does the whole range. Be like, hi, Miss Michelle. <laughs> Where are you going? Oh, I'm going to go see my doctor to check in on my explants. You know, what's an explant? Well, that's when you get your implants removed because of, uh, you know, see the documentary. Anyway. Um, <laughs> wow. I thought you were going to be like, oh, I'm going off to a ball to Vogue. Oh, what's yeah. Voguing? What's Voguing? <laughs> and then she teaches all of the Muppets and Sesame Street characters how to Vogue. Yeah, she teaches Big Bird how to clack a fan. As oh if my God! Big Could Bird you doesn't know. As if Big Bird doesn't know. No, I. I mean, Big Bird would be doing the shablams, Mary. Like oh, that would yeah. be epic. You'd see that little yeah. knee come out. Oh my goodness! Oh, the little knee. You know what? That's. I do love that about the internet. Is you see those parades with the Disney characters dancing, but they're really good dancers. Oh yes, yeah. When they show them uh, like at a kids' party, and yeah. It's, like, it's some Elsa that's just like you know. Oh, killing yeah, it. Break yeah, breakdancing. Yeah. <laughs> or like a Pluto, just uh-huh. like fucking, I know, tearing Do, up the concrete. Yeah. Doing that like twerk on the floor where you bang your fist on the floor. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, about? yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yes, uh, yes, 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 yes. What's that move uh, you called, know, Mary's? What's that move called? It's called something. Yeah. But uh, that's reminding me of the demi twerk that maddie was doing that was mary again i know again it's the editors that are just like we're gonna show you everything that's basic yeah i mean it really it was like i don't think it's fair yeah i mean it you know rupaul would say you know don't blame the edit you said it or you did it or you barely (laughs) did it but there is that part of me that's like girl if you're gonna do a little move like you look like you're just trying to get like the un- like the-, the underwear out of your crotch. You know what I mean? Like you're just trying to like shake some stuff around. What are you doing in there? You know? Right. Right. It was that was a little weird. I mean, it was cute and coy, I guess, but like at the same time I was kind of like, "Do you know what you're doing?" and just checking myself. Did I only feel that way because it was Maddie doing it and if it was like Daya doing it, I'd be like, "Oh, <laughs> that's so cute." I think it comes down to that thing that RuPaul said about that the uh thing. I think you gotta if you're gonna do something, you gotta do it. You gotta fully commit. If you're gonna be, you know, if you're gonna be serving cunt, if you're gonna be serving grandma, if you're gonna be serving butch, whatever you're doing, don't come out here and be like, Meh. don't give me, Meh, you know, give me, yeah, uh, give me some uh, Ariel Versace, uh, you know, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. Take the beads out one by one. All right. You know, I, you know, another comeback reference. I just would love a super cut of RuPaul going, oh, yeah, uh, oh, my pussy. And then Seth Rogen from the comeback going, have you guys met my sisters? Oh, yeah. And it'd be like cuts to like Valerie standing there uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, anyway, uh, I think that's what we got for nuance this week, Marys. If you yeah. have thoughts, uh, you know how to reach us. All right, Mary Pod on Instagram, 
or you can email us at allrightmarrypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com or tasteofreality.com slash allright-mary. And I'm on Instagram at Johnny also. And I'm on Instagram at Colin Trucker underscore. But you, of course, can also hear me on In the Details, a celebration of nuance and best supporting podcast. And you're not potentially a Patreon, but now would be a great time because moving forward, nuance will be moving there. Uh, and the way to do that, of course, is just click on the link in our description or just free ball it, girl, and go right to Google and type patreon.com slash all right, Mary. Mm, I love that. Marys, we are going to leave you with a little bit of 8-Bit Mary this week, and we will see you next time. Tot scenes. <laughs>